Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. I'm still in Iowa. I'm I'm wrapping up my parish mission and I'm coming I'm coming real. I'm talking all of the challenges and the struggles that I have had on this faith journey. And a lot of them were me finally accepting through God's grace, through God's eyes, through the enlightenment that he put in my heart, why he teaches what he teaches and why we, for the best of ourselves, should follow it. But I was like Jacob, wrestling with God all night long, and he broke my hip. I mean, I don't know if you know, but that's basically what happened with Jacob. He wrestled and wrestled and wrestled, and it was God And he said, I'm not going to stop wrestling you or let go until you bless me. His hip was broken. As a matter of fact, the Jewish practice is not to eat the sinew muscle. It's a tendon. That's right where the hip is because of Jacob and his wrestling with the Lord. But God did bless him. God actually gave him another name, Israel. So it's the God of Jacob, Jacob's pillar, Jacob's pillow, some people call. It's what he put his head on. That was his altar. So here's the deal. We're going to wrestle with God because we've been lied to. And we've believed what the culture has slowly but surely pushed us into believe. There are three things that bring us away from God. It's the world, the flesh, and Satan. And you better believe that Satan is weaved all the way through. Satan's been here from the beginning with Eve. And there is a bloodline, Cain and Abel. Cain was not good. Abel was. What was the difference? Abel was in charge of the oxen and the animals. And his offering to God were the first fruits, the firstborn, the the blemishless creatures, the best for God. And the idea was that Cain just brought in some of the produce. So Cain was over the vegetation. And instead of bringing the first fruits, just brought whatever he gathered, right? It wasn't the best for God. So he wasn't in the same standing as God. And that is where the whole Canaanites and the Canaan, the the evil bloodline, right? The people that did not follow God, 
versus Abel and the other bloodline. I mean, let's think about it. There was so much evil in the Old Testament that God flooded the earth. (laughs) I mean, if you don't think that Satan's out there in a big way, and it wasn't just evil stuff, it was abominable stuff. They were abominations to God. He cleared the whole stinking earth. Think about that. Seriously. Now he's made that covenant not to flood the earth, but I'm pretty sure he would love to right now. (laughs) I'm sure he would love to start over, but you know what? He's got a lot of us around the world that have fought through this and you've got to have hope that the people in your life will also fight through this. Hopefully God enlightens them to what is going on because it's been very slow. My whole life was all about the hookup culture, have sex with whoever you want to test out that relationship before you get married. So you don't, don't get divorced. For me, I got married keeping my options open the first time, had adulterous affairs, thought it was okay. I knew it wasn't. Everything I was doing in my soul I knew was wrong. But because I am a human being, I was able to logically explain it away in the most irrational ways possible. I made up every excuse for my actions. And I used what the world told me because I was raised by the world. I did not know the word of God. I did not understand why the word of God was the way it was. As a matter of fact, I was a little off-putted, if you will, by Jesus and anyone who was wearing a cross. Why would that make me uncomfortable? And in the beginning of my journey, I didn't want to even sign the cross in public. It made me uncomfortable because I remember when I would see people pray, Christianity made me uncomfortable. Why? Because the world told me that those people are Jesus freaks. Oh, and by the way, what a boring life that is. Who wants to live by God's rules? That's no fun, (laughs) right? Life is short. It's stressful. Party hard. Let's do all these things. And, And then at the same time, have all this shame and guilt and self hatred and loathing. Like, oh my gosh, I just slept with this guy that I don't even know. And then the worry what kind of disease did I get? I was on birth control. Well, that's another reason why we shouldn't be on birth control because we shouldn't be having sex with people that we're not married to. I was on birth control so that I could have more sex with more people and so that I didn't get pregnant. I mean, if you really think about (laughs) what Satan has done through corporations, through agendas, through Hollywood, through TV, through commercials, We are being bombarded by evil that has been here from the very beginning that doesn't care about us at all, wants us to pervert God and his creation and his plan and wants to drag us into hell. And so many of us are going, why do you think the Bible says that the road is wide? And many are on it. 
Why do you think there's a song called Highway to Hell? Stairway to Heaven, right? I mean, stairs are hard and it's a long road. It's slow. It's tiring. And oh, by the way, that gate is very narrow and few will enter. So look, if God was able to show me that homosexuality was wrong, that sleeping outside of marriage in a relations, a sexual relationship was wrong, that this transgender stuff is wrong, that abortion is wrong, that birth control is wrong. If he was able to convince me who believed a thousand and fifty percent that all those things were fine, he can do it with those people in your life. But maybe those people need to hear a little bit about what God planned and why. So it's, I mean, I would love to come talk to college people, high school people, and just, if I could just help them by one example of the shame and the regret and the boy, I wish I had that back to do again, how much I could save them by just sharing and having them not do what I did. (laughs) I know we all have been there. Oh, if I could only have them receive this message, but we can if we share it with love. Where we say, look, this is on purpose. This is to bastardize and maybe bastardize. I like the word perversion. The word pervert, people know real well. It's disordered. It's wrong. And that is what God is telling us that Satan does. He perverts God's plan in so many ways. Through drugs, through alcohol, through, right? I mean, that was the whole 1960s free sex and drugs, right? And then it goes into the 70s and then the 80s. We're all about, again, more drugs, more sex, and more stuff. It became all about the material world. I mean, hello, Madonna living in the material world, and here she is like a virgin. I mean, I'm telling you, you can look at the way that they pervert words, right? Pro-choice. Okay, so I have the right to choose to murder a baby? That's not mine to choose, right? And oh, by the way, if I didn't have sex outside of marriage, I wouldn't have this problem. So it all goes back to God puts these laws and rules and commandments out there for our own good. Nothing comes out of having sex before marriage. Really, it doesn't. (laughs) Except guilt, shame, a possible sexually transmitted disease, perhaps maybe a pregnancy, and horrific, maybe possible abortion. This is what happened when I wrestled with God. It wasn't easy. I didn't come to the conclusions. As a matter of fact, it was practically... So here's how it went. Well, God, I mean, I know these people. I know gay people. And I know that their heart is good. And I know that they love them. So why can't they be gay? 
why did you do that with Sodom and Gomorrah? What's so wrong with this? And then I would ask other people, other priests. And I got, I understood that it is using the body in a perverted way because it doesn't join a a husband and a wife, the core foundation of a family, the nuclear family, in holy matrimony till death do they part. And two men cannot have a baby. Two women cannot have a baby. And that was what he said. You two will leave your mother and father, a, a husband and a wife, will leave their family, their mommy and daddy, and they're going to start their family. That's what it means by becoming one flesh, not just through intercourse and the sexual marital act. It's by creating that little baby. If God so chooses that you are blessed with having babies. Okay. Don't lose hope. And ask the Lord to help you. To help you speak the way that God wants you to speak because once we kind of think about it it's hard not to come to the real truth because if I never had sex outside of marriage and my marriage was based on having that relation to better to bring intimacy into my relationship with my husband not to be used as some sort of physical gratification that I'm just here whenever he wants to have pleasure or vice versa. And it's about the intent, right? Where we're not blocking the ability to have life. It changes a marriage. That act becomes such a beautiful exchange of love and pleasure. I mean, I want you to know that the Catholic Church loves sex. <laughs> they It loves sex. I mean, and sex, I don't even like to say sex, the marital act, because it's not just sex. Sex has been just a physical thing that we're all supposed to quote unquote have and have a lot of because it's fun and it feels good. But that's not what God, it's, it's an intimate act. It, think about it. If you are married, you know darn well, the more intimacy you have through the physical act, right? The marital act, but also through communication and talking and telling that person that you love them and doing everything you can in your life to make that person's life better. That makes your relationship better. It strengthens it. So if God can change everything that I believed in my heart to where I can speak it now, And I speak it with love. I don't blame these people because I believed every bit of it myself. I'm not sitting here judging anyone. I had to fight God and finally say, you know what? You got to give me that blessing. You've got to give me that grace to accept what you teach because they're hard teachings. I don't want to accept them. It goes against everything that quote unquote, I believed. In other words, it goes against everything that the world trained me to believe. 
They trained me to believe this. My parents trained me to believe this because that's what they believed. Why did we have no God? Because we didn't talk about God because they didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't. I didn't even know who God was. I didn't know how to pray. But hey, he found me at 42 years old. For a reason. Why? Because I really think he wanted me to live that life. So that I can tell you (laughs) what I did. And I can share with you what he did in my heart and on my journey. Once I finally humiliated myself, seriously, became humble. And realized, wait a minute. I can't do this. I have no idea how to change this. You've got to do it, God. And boy, what a freedom in that. So while you should let your children and your grandchildren and your relatives and your friends and coworkers, you know, give them to Jesus, give them to Mary, but darn it, you still have to find a way to bring that truth to them. And that's just by leaning on the word, leaning on the Bible. You can go online and you can say, homosexuality, Catholic Church, Bible. And you will not only find Bible verses, you will find articles, you will find ways that you can adopt your words where you can share, look, We're all called to a chaste life. I just reviewed what I did as a married woman in the Catholic Church, sacramentally married. I was not called to go sleep with other men, but I did. I was committing mortal sin. So I, as a heterosexual woman, should have followed God's rules, just like a single person who's not married just like a religious person who's married to the church and gave their life to Jesus, just like a person that has same-sex attraction has to restrain those desires. We all have those desires. It's not a gay thing. It's not a trans thing. It's not, it's a human thing. And unfortunately, the world supports it. The world elevates it. The world celebrates it. And if we don't remember or remind ourselves often that the ruler of the world is Satan, we're in for a big old surprise. One day we're going to be like, wait a minute, this is evil. This is destroying our children and our young people. And there's only so many people that are going to be able to speak up. Again, live for that audience of one. Try, plant that seed. Maybe it's not you. I just did a video on YouTube. Maybe you need to send my video to someone. Maybe you need to send this podcast to someone. Because sometimes it may not be our words, But I will tell you, the more I listen to a Patrick Madrid or the more that I expose myself to people who speak truth unabashedly, right? They are unashamed. They just speak it because it's ingrained in them now. They get it. 
God will connect those points and you will realize that you are loving that person. You are loving that person's soul. You are so concerned about that person's everlasting soul that you are ready to put your relationship on the line. That's how you start the conversation. I love you so much. I love you so much. I am concerned about your soul. And I know you may not believe this, but here's why I've changed and I do believe it because I didn't believe it either. Maybe you have always believed it. Then you can give the reason why. Again, the commandments are there so that we can be happy and joy-filled because we're not making those stupid moral mistakes. We don't have that regret and that shame. Oh, how many walk of shames I took in college and just feeling so disgusted with myself. I had no self-respect. My body is a gift. My soul is a gift for a husband, for me. That was my vocation. Anyway, I just don't want you to give up hope. I want you to know that God wants truth everywhere, that it will come to light. But he also needs people on this earth. We are his hands, his mouth, his feet until he comes again. So are we sitting back because we're worried about someone's going to hate us for a little while? Or are we going to call on the Holy Spirit to fill us with love and truth and speak up without judgment, but just say, look, I didn't believe this. Or, you know, that's why I'm so honest about where I've been and where God has taken me because it wasn't me that took me there. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be different than the rest of the world. I didn't want to lose some of my friends who, and that one guy who was like my younger brother who basically said, do you damn me to hell and then cut me off. It happened. And I said, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I love you. I only just don't believe this anymore. And I just have to tell you why. And then pray that God takes it. You know what? And be joyful that I spoke up because, you know, I would much rather have him be in heaven down the line and me be up there with him than me looking down and realizing, oh my gosh, he's in hell. And I could have possibly spoken up. Like I take saving souls pretty seriously now because I feel I've been given that beautiful, lovely gift from God. And I want that for everybody. That's why I think he has had me live the life that I have so that I can come clean with all of you all and tell you the reasons why and and hopefully encourage you to help get the message out, maybe just by sharing this podcast, maybe by sharing my YouTube videos. If we're not rocking consciences a little bit, we're not Christians. If we're not making people look at us differently through the way that we speak, through the way that we act, 
through the way that we are showing people, no matter what age we are, that we are a work in progress by humbling ourselves, by saying, you know what? I really shouldn't be doing this anymore in my life. I am not being a really good witness to my kids. Whatever that may be, you know, I don't have to tell you, you know, especially if something's got a stronghold on you, or if you know that what you're doing isn't witnessing God, like God wants to be (laughs) expressed to the world. And that's the daily walk. And it's awesome. The more we spend time with him, the more he puts on our heart this peace and calmness, the more he gives us that truth in conviction, and the more that we can share his word. Because you know what? That's what we fall back on. We fall back on God's word. And if we don't know scripture, get online, start searching the things that you struggle with. Look in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It is a beautiful, beautiful online document. It's free. All you have to do is type in something of the teaching, Catechism of the Catholic Church, and then you get more of a reason as to why do we teach that. And then that knowledge from your brain will now move to your heart. When God wants it to be a part of who you are, He will take that 18 inches from your brain to your heart and it will be part of you. You will be the living word, sharing it through your life and through your words. Okay. Have hope. Seriously, if God could do this to me, (laughs) he could do this with anyone. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. I'll be heading home tomorrow. I'll probably do my podcast in my car and I will keep you all in my prayers. We are in an awesome time of life. You are here for a reason. You are the 300 of Gideon's army. And we are going to be the ones that are going to speak up because you know what? We live for that audience of one. God has shown us the truth. Now it's time that We help him be his voice here on earth, his hands and feet. And we all have things we can work on, all of us. So let's call on the Lord, come into our heart, renew our spirit today, give him our first fruits, right? Spend that time choosing to love him and go be love. Find something more with God. Have a blessed and inspired day.